Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Micro Studio. It's good to be back in the Micro Studio. Um, I've been in it for sessions, but uh, Betsy and I both had a touch of the flu, so I haven't been here doing much in the way of recordings for a little while. So we're going to try to get back on the ball today. We'll see what happens. I thought I'd start out with a very, very common topic, um, which is surrender. Because we all hear that we're supposed to surrender. I've addressed this before, but I really want to address it head on today. I've had some requests for it. So we all hear about surrender and how we're supposed to surrender. And that, and, and that surrender is going to be a lot of work, right? And um, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to give up all our desires, right? That's a, that, that's just to start out with. <laughs> Did you actually cook up your desires? Did you make a decision to desire what you desire? Me either. A lot of my life I've desired, you know, what ain't good for me. That's just the, that's just the truth of it. And, but I didn't make those desires up. I got hung with the addiction, but I didn't make them up. I didn't decide, you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to alcoholism, right? I just That never occurred. And um, it never occurred to me that, uh, you know, you should just go gamble uh, all your money away over and over again. And uh, rent be damned, uh, situation be damned, everybody else be damned. Uh, these, these desires that arise, you can't get rid of them because you didn't do them. You didn't start them. You don't have anything to do with these desires. These desires are not even yours. They're just desires. Thoughts arise. Desires arise. A lot of people don't want to address the desires other than telling you how to get rid of them because they feel like that from, from some elements of non-duality, all of that can seem like nonsense. And I, and I get that completely and I respect that point of view. I really do. I understand it. Um, there's some very clear teachers out there that are, um, you know, hold up and they're just, they're, they refuse to address anything but the truth. And I completely get it. It's, it, 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 that is one strategy of teaching. And it's not like it's the strategy they cooked up. That's the way it comes through over there. They, they don't have any choice in that either. I don't, I don't, I didn't decide to become a teacher with a certain strategy for waking people up or clearing people up or any of that. But um, it just happens the way it happens. But this teaching doesn't just address the truth. It addresses the truth because what's the use of a teaching that doesn't address the truth? But it doesn't just address the truth. It also addresses nonsense. It addresses all the nonsense associated with awakening. Because let's just tell ourselves the, 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 the truth, which is that nobody else can tell ourselves the truth can tell us the truth. Nobody can. I'm not telling you the truth. Hell, I'm just a professional liar. I'm a very high grade professional liar. I, there's no way the truth can come out of this mouth. 
Anybody that's awake will tell you that. Anybody. And I'm not talking about anybody that used to be awake. I mean, so to speak, I mean somebody who's presently awake. They'll, they'll know. They just can't tell you the truth. So anybody that stands up and says, now listen, this is the truth and nothing but the truth. If they don't have qualifications tied to that, leave the room. Really, it's just, just that simple. Because they can't tell you the truth. They can tell you the truth plus their spin, which is what happens here. There's truth, but then it comes through the thread conditioning and uh, it gets reduced by some percentage, I don't know, 10, 20%, whatever. And what's the very next thing that it hits is it hits your conditioning where it's further reduced another 10, 20%. And, um, and God forbid you should tell anybody about it because then it's just, we're just getting the scraps, aren't we? So since I can't tell you the truth and, 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 I can't tell you the truth also because the truth, it sounds very funny. I know the truth doesn't come and go, but it does hinge upon a, a point of view. The, the, the truth will hinge upon who's seeing it. Because the truth from the Fred unit, from this little tiny relative space, just pretend we're pretending, we're just using language where I'm not telling you the truth, but I'm coming as close as I can get. It's pretty damn close. So the truth from the Fred unit is that everything should be going according to Fred. Fred should be, that, that, that's, that's what's happening. I mean, that's, and, and, and you know what? That's what you think through your unit too. Don't think you don't, you do. And even those of you out there who are just, you know, bound and determined to help people and everything, it's because it makes you feel better about yourself, right? So there is, there is selfless love, but it ain't common. So the truth from a unit is always going to be the unit's truth. See, because if you look at it, let's, let's pretend that I am an actual body, which I am not, but let's pretend for a moment that I'm an actual body. Well, as an actual body, I can see clearly what needs to be happening in the world, which is whatever the hell I want. <laughs> it's all about me because as a separate body, I notice that, that, that there are other separate bodies but I noticed that this one is in the center of the universe, right? The bit, we're slaves to vision. And, and, and vision comes in and tells us or that, um, that this is the center of the cone, right? This is the center of the cone. And there's this conical thing that starts right here with this, with, with this head and it goes out until it encompasses the entire universe and I'm right there in the middle. And it's true, every time I wake up, anytime I move, every time where I go, I notice I'm right in the middle. Now, the odd thing is, is that I'm sure that you notice that same thing too. And there are seven and a half billion other units that notice that very same thing. All seven and a half billion units are going around. I notice a lot of us, but I know I'm the important one. I know, I know, that, I know there's a flock of us out here, but I'm the one who, who's right. 
every unit thinks that. So you can see where we're not, we're, we just can't get along from that standpoint. I mean, and, and, we, and, we, and we never are. The good news is I don't know that we're supposed to. So um, look at Mr. Angle. Pardon me. This thing is off by just a hair. See how much better that is. <laughs> Who else would do that, right? God almighty, what an idiot. So, but it's that, you know, may as well just, I gotta, this, that's the way this unit is. I gotta deal with it. So um, I'm not controlling it. It's not like I made a decision to turn. Actually, I made a decision not to turn around and do that. Oh, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and the body just went and did it anyway. So I've got suggestions for the body, but I've noticed that very often it does not follow them. Most often it does not follow them, I would say. But it follows them enough that it thinks that there's a relationship between what's thought here and what happens. There's not really. There is within the dream level, right? That there's a sense uh, that, there, that within the dream, there is certainly the experience of cause and effect. Like noise, cause, cause, cause the movement, effect the noise. There's cause and effect. The hand picks this up and moves it over here. It's now over there. It's cause and effect. But it's dream cause and effect if we think that an individual made that decision because they didn't, didn't they can't. There's no individual. <laughs> so, and that no individual thing, that's what I'm really talking about. And it will make no sense to individuals out there. This is what ultimate surrender is really about. We think that the Fred character or the Bob character or the Mary character, we think that it is their job to surrender to awakeness, the universe, the cosmos, God, Tao, uh, Brahman, whatever, right? That's the, that's, that's, that, that's what, and, and, and that's the suggestion of almost all teachings. And what I want you to notice is that you can't do that. I mean, it's, if, 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 you, if you can do it, have at it, but you know, how do you surrender? And let me ask you this while we're at it. Who's doing the surrender? There's nobody home. Fred cannot surrender to the universe because there ain't no Fred. Now there can be a feeling, there can be a sense that Fred surrendered to the universe. I surrendered to the universe in, in, in 2006, but I didn't do it because I was trying to be good and wake up. I did it because I was pissed off and miserable. And uh, I just said, this, this was, I had no idea this was surrender. I just, this was my effort moment when it was just effort, do what you want to do with the body, kill it, imprison it, torture it. I don't care. I'm, I'm out of here. That's the feeling that there was. And that was actually surrender. And it felt to me at that moment, 
Well, it felt to me at that moment like I was just pissed off. <laughs> but uh, a little later, I could, there I felt like, well, that is that's it. That's the surrender we've been looking for. I've surrendered, and um, and I just won't. I'm just out of the story completely. And then I decided, what? I didn't decide anything, but the body got up and it went to the bathroom and then it went to the kitchen and it did this and that and the other. I had surrendered, but the body was still in the play. The body was still in the dream. It was still in the dream with cause and effect. And the, the body actually could think that it was a somebody instead of a nobody. This looks like a somebody. It's not, it's a nobody. So there's no Fred there to do the surrendering. So who is it that does the surrendering? Awakeness. Awakeness does the surrendering. And it, just so you know, it took me a very long time to understand this. I, I, I knew it, I got it. I was I'm, awakening it occurred and it occurred very brightly but I still didn't understand this for a long time because it felt to me like on that night that I had that effort moment, but I, what I call the, the, the vice of suffering, which is when I didn't want to, which I realized I couldn't live like this and I couldn't die because it doesn't matter why. I just couldn't live and I couldn't die. And that felt to me like there had later that, that had been the surrender that had caused the awakening. And within the dream, who knows? I mean, it's all causing, there's cause and effect within the dream. But there's no one here to have an effort moment. There's no one here to give up. There's no one here to hand it over. There's no one here to surrender. Now, surrender took place, but key is the thing about surrender is that it has to be surrender. There has to be surrender right now. The surrender right then, the next morning, you know, awakening occurred. And it might've been another day. I can't remember the details of all this stuff. So don't think he's contradicting himself. I will contradict myself regularly. And my advice to you is to find a teacher that regularly contradicts themselves because if they don't, they're not growing. So what wakes, what, what surrenders is the same thing that wakes up, which is awakeness. This unit never woke up. There is not an awake Fred Davis on this planet. There's not an awake anybody on this planet. There's not an awake Eckhart Tolle. There's not an awake just Shanti. There's not an awake whoever. Fill in the blank. There's nobody over there to be awake. But there's something over there, which is no thing, you love that, which is awakeness itself. It feels like I want to wake up and, and, and if awakening occurs, the instant that it begins to close, ego will come in and begin to rebuild. And the first thing that ego says is that, oh, I woke up, says Fred. But there's no Fred. 
If there's no Fred here, and I'm swearing to you that there's not, then there's zero possibility that a Fred woke up. There's zero possibility that a Fred surrendered. There's zero possibility that a Fred ever had a keen spiritual insight. Can't happen. It's not about Fred. It's about awakeness. I, as, well, well, I can say no, no matter what I want to claim to be, whether it's Fred or God or consciousness, I can tell you that, that I am not awake because I can't even find the I who would say that. I just can't. I mean, I, there's a, there's a, there's a lot pointing to the idea that there is some I or whatever, but I can't find it. Who, who is it that says that? There's just no one. There's just no finding it. There's just failing to find it, but there's no one failing to find it. So the thing that has to surrender is awakeness itself. Now let's see. How many things are there? There's one. Is that not correct? There's one thing going on. And don't argue about that. That's what non-duality is. It's the foundation of all non-duality. If you have an argument with the idea that, that, that there's just one thing at the bottom, well, you're, or unless, you, unless you have an idea that there's no thing down at the bottom. So if you don't have an idea that there's no thing or one thing, you're wasting your time here. Go and find something else, right? Go find something you can succeed at because the one who wants to succeed at seeking will not get there. Uh, I had, I'm not going to go there. I was going to tell a story, but I'm not. So the one thing that's going on, what is there that it has to surrender to? Now, let's see. Let's do this very carefully. I'm going to make a list of everything in the universe. And we're going to make one together. And I'm going to do the first one. And I'm going to put down oneness. Now, what's number two? Are you having trouble with number two? Because there is no number two. See, this is the nature of oneness. This is the math of one. Is the thing that's talking about oneness is oneness. The thing that's being talked to is also oneness. And the camera is oneness. And the microphone is oneness. And the Buddha is oneness. And uh, Emerson is oneness. And the tree is oneness. It's just this one thing. So there's nothing for me to surrender to except myself. How can I surrender to myself? Well, I've looked at it and looked at it very, very hard. And as best I can tell, can't happen. Because there's no one there to surrender to someone else. That's the nature of one. One has nothing to surrender to. Surrender can't actually occur. We can use that language, but in, and it's not completely unskillful, but it's certainly nowhere near honest or correct. What has to surrender is awakeness itself. 
which is what you are, of course. There's no awake me. There's never going to be an awake you. There's not an awake you over there right now. And there's not an unawake you over there right now. There's only awakeness. There's nothing. There's no over there over there at all. There's no anybody over there. There's no anybody over here. There's no teacher here. There's no student. There is teaching, but no one's doing it. And no one's getting it. Empty. Poof. But entertaining. It's, it, 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 we notice as an experience of teaching. So if there's just one thing going on, what experience, who's having this experience? This teaching experience, this listening experience, this talking experience. If there's only one thing, what's doing that? There would have to be oneness, wouldn't it? So what oneness has to do is surrender to relativity. Relativity is not other than oneness but it's a different point of view. There is the unit point of view, the very, 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 very narrow unit point of view, which we discussed earlier. And beyond that, there is the point of view, if you want, of awakeness, which is the lack of a point of view. It's just a view, just a viewing. It's an experience of viewing. And from that standpoint, from oneness, there are no problems here. And it's not a problem that Fred hasn't surrendered to oneness because there's no Fred, there's only oneness. And there's no way that oneness needs to come around and wake up because right now, if you had to convince me that you were not awake, how would you do that? Could you do that? How would you start to prove to me that you're not awake? Well, some sort of activity would take place, wouldn't it? There'd be some, some kind of, 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 of activity, be some kind of thought that got generated. I'm not saying you did it. I'm just saying thought is generated. There's something that happens because there's something that heard that and there's a response and that response is awakeness responding to itself. It's automated. It's conditioning. It's awakeness, but it's not conscious awakeness. It's unconscious awakeness. Everything in this room is unconscious awakeness, except the conscious awakeness that's using this unconscious unit to speak to itself with. And it's got to talk to itself. There's nothing else. That's the nature of oneness. But the problem is, is that our core problem is just this stupid. It's just this stupid. 
I have a, I've got an email this morning. I'm going to put it on the website. A guy that wrote me yesterday and said, thank you so much for the clarity session. It's so simple. Right? And that's because that's what we saw together. And the day before that, there was one and she said, it's so simple. Of course it's so simple. That's why you can't see it is that it's too close. And it's so simple. That's the reason your big brain can't figure it out, which is the reason I do a lot of childish stuff that actually works. Because as that guy wrote me yesterday, IQ gets in the way. And I wrote him back, and that's right, IQ be damned. It's, it just gets in the way of truth because it's trying to figure out truth. Well, what is trying to figure out truth? Hmm, well, it had to be truth, wouldn't it? I mean, it's got to be the one thing because there's something here that never comes and goes. All of this stuff comes and goes. Even these things, they, these things come and go like gnats to mountains. I mean, we just, we, we don't even live up to that. So what is going on? What's going on is that our core problem being that this is convinced that there's more to this than this. <laughs> Is this ridiculous or what? This is convinced that there's more to this than this. Well, if so, where is it? What's going to point to me, point to it other than it? What can oneness point to that's not oneness? Can't happen. I want to see oneness over there, but I'm oneness. How am I going to see oneness over there? When there's, given that I'm oneness, there's no over there, over there. But there is in my head. There is in my imagination. This teaching is a means of freedom for imagination, from imagination. Fred's four ignoble truths. What are they? Number one, First, ignoble truth is we make stuff up. Number two is that we believe the stuff we just made up. Number three is we suffer because we believe what we just made up. And number, uh, and number four is we come to spirituality to try to overcome the suffering that we're experiencing because we're believing what we just made up. Bam. Stop doing that. Only you can't. Because you're not doing it. It's just happening. You're not really the one making up. It's just happening. But it'll feel like the one that's making up. And it's certainly imagination that's being believed. Which is my, and my first bit of imagination is the fact that I'm separate. I'm separate from you. I'm separate from this room. I'm separate from that over there. And I'm separate from all this stuff, and I'm looking for oneness, damn it. Where is it? It's got to be around here somewhere. Nothing can look for oneness but oneness. But oneness, you've been looking for the other oneness, haven't you? Tell us. Let's tell ourselves the truth. You've been looking for the other oneness. Because you, which is this, believe that there's more to this than this. And there's not. This is it. 
And the only one who will find disappointment in that is the character that wants to wake up but can't. And I don't say the character that wants to wake up but, but can't find a way to do it. I mean, the character, the Fred that wanted to wake up could have never woken up. Not in a million years. You know why? There ain't no Fred. I had a guy that um, uh, uh, a clarity session with a guy who'd woken up independently. It cost me money when he did that. <laughs> so guy woken up independently on his own. And uh, he had been found himself unable to not give, try to give this thing away to other people. And he just noticed it didn't want working for me to run everybody off. And um, so his question to one of his questions to me, he said, please, please, you're begging me, really. And he said, just please just tell me I'm not here to help people. And I said, well, that'd be pretty easy because you're not here at all. <laughs> So you're the unborn, and this is the world of the born. And this is not separate from the unborn. This is a result. It is an outflow of the unborn. It is also an inflow of the unborn. Because it's a closed system. See, oneness would necessarily be a closed system. Now, it's not closed in any way that the mind can, can figure out, like where are the boundaries to this closed system, because there are no boundaries to this closed system. But it's closed to oneness. It's closed to the universe. It's closed to the universe. And I know there's multiverses and all that, and I really I get all that, but we can't go there right now. String theory be damned. One, one thing at a time, right? So the nonsense that this teaching also addresses is relativity. It's addressing truth, been addressing truth this entire session. But it's not going to ignore the relative experience because it's the divine experience. Just one thing. It may not be divine, but certainly has a lot of attributes of what we would call divine. It's omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. How many things can you say about that? You can do that. Non-dual philosophy is a net. It's a, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it just will, and it will wrap you up until you can't breathe or move. That's the reason I'm not a, I'm not a non-dual philosopher. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I'm doing here. I know I'm unteaching. That's what I'm trying to do, is unteaching. I'm trying to unteach non-dual philosophy from you. Because non-dual philosophy will tell you that from the absolute, that, that, that the absolute is all that matters. Now, prior to that, there was the experience of the relative view, and uh, the only thing the relative view was, was that the relative view is what mattered, and this was nonsense. But at the moment awakening occurs, that there, there's a tremendous shift. It's a 180-degree shift, and now this, which was previously nonsense, but is now recognized to be the truth, says that all of this is nonsense. 
And so who cares about a friend? Who cares about relativity? Who cares about my wife? Who cares about a job? Who cares about how we drive? Who cares about laws? Who cares about politeness? Who cares about anybody? Well, strangely enough, I'm not saying there's anyone that cares, but I'm saying that there's caring. And I'm not saying that there's anyone to suffering to suffer, but I'm telling you that suffering will take place. You take either position and there will be suffering. I promise you this, this suffering is a little higher grade than this suffering, but ultimately it's suffering. We cannot ignore the nonsense of relativity because it's not actually nonsense. It's a, just it's it's it, it is a different experience not a different thing it's a different experience of the one thing the absolute view is one experience of this there these two experiences are halves if you will they're opposites of this this is what you are, this is source, and there's no opposite to you. But you can't ignore your different modes of experience. You can't ignore, you can't, you can't play favorites. You can't put one on top of the other. You gotta honor both. See, this is non-duality. This is relativism. This is absolutism. What I'm talking about is non-duality, which is the whole thing, which includes all of both. Ultimate surrender is, is for a whiteness to recognize I'm a whiteness and I don't know what's going on. See, the opposite side of that is I'm Fred and I do know what's going on. That's, a, that's the beauty of being uh, 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 an individual is that you know what's going on. You know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I don't know anything. I really don't. I mean, that shocks clients sometimes when I tell them that. But it's just telling them the truth. I don't know anything. But what I don't know is extremely helpful. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but it's extremely helpful. See, there are no rules here. If you believe that there are rules because you have seen from the absolute view, you are not fully awake. An awakening event may have occurred. I'm not sure if saying it hasn't. There may even be inherent wakefulness over there. But what's not over there at the very least is clarity. Because I have to tell you, there's an event, I mean, there's a, a, a thing going on here on a regular basis now, which is that already awakened beings who may have been awake for years or had an awakening experience and, 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 and consistently having awake experiences and all this, just, but, or even people that have just passed through, there's not even oscillation anymore. They're still recognizing that there's not a lot of clarity about that. And so they come here. Clarity is what's in order. 
clarity is what's needed. Awakenings, as rare as they seem to be to seekers, they're dime a dozen. They really are. And I should know this, I make my living off this. I charge a lot more than a dime. And I'm gonna get some comments because Fred, you mentioned money and that makes me uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable! <laughs> get off your little high horse. There's a human being here. There is a relative being here. And it's gonna live as a relative being, which includes its wife and a comfortable life. Like it or lump it, go find somebody else. And I'm not your teacher, your teacher, obviously. So cut off this video, go find somebody who lives up to your standards, because I'm not here to live up to your standards. I'm not here at all. What do I care? What do I care about? I mean, I can't, there's the, the, there's the relativity counts. There are parts of relativity that are very important, but none of it matters. That's the freedom. Yes, it counts. That puts all the juice back into it. No, it doesn't matter. Yes, it counts. No, it doesn't matter. Yes, it counts. No, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. A hundred years from now, What's, gonna, what's your reputation going to mean to you? A hmm? hundred years from now, what's your bank account going to mean to you? A hundred years from now, what does the kind of car that you're driving mean to you? But, 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 but it, neither a hundred years from now, if you caught the bus, it wouldn't matter either. But the present ex relative experience is a lot more pleasant if I have an automobile than if I have to catch a bus. I mean, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. We can't just shit for <laughs> public transportation. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I lived in Portland. They have some very good tra public transportation. The, uh, but I don't live in Portland anymore, and I can't act like I live in Portland anymore. When in Rome, I am in an experience of relativity. Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Play the game. Pay attention to the ridiculous. Pay attention to the nonsense of relativity. Because it matters. Or it doesn't, excuse me, it doesn't matter. It counts. It's significant. That's what puts the juice in life. But what takes the fear out of life is recognizing that it doesn't matter. None of it matters. This doesn't matter. This teaching doesn't matter. It counts. It's skillful. It's helpful. I get emails every day from people telling me how helpful it is. So it's very important. I mean, this unit has, has long taken the position that it's very important. Why? Because it couldn't not take that position. This unit did not choose to be a teacher. It did not choose to, to have this teaching. It did not choose any of that. It was all chosen and laid out for this unit. It could not have happened any other way. And that goes for every single thing that's ever happened. Awakeness, surrender to relativity. Because when you don't, you suffer and relativity goes on anyway. 
because whether you're Fred or you're I'm Fred or I'm God, I'm not in control of this. It's just happening. It's just happening. The mind wants to understand that it cannot understand it. It is not understandable. The truth is not understandable. Get that. The truth is not understandable. Give up trying to understand it. Give up trying to understand. Just notice. Give up trying to find truth. Where, where did you get the idea that truth was something other than this? Where did you get the idea that anything more or less than this exists? Where did you get the idea that this wasn't oneness? So oneness is something else? How can that be if there's only oneness? It has to be this, doesn't it? Of course. And oneness is an arising, it comes and goes. Consciousness is an arising, it comes and goes. And they both come and go to that which is unspeakable. We can know of it because you can <laughs> somehow comes through. You can know it. You know. But you don't know what it is. I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what I am. I don't even know what this is, much less what I am, because this is, cannot be other than me, because there's nothing other than me, but this is not equal to me. Fred needs this, but this doesn't need a Fred. Really, it doesn't. Now, Fred would, would tell you that it does. Can't get along without him, but that's not true. Okay, so I'm kind of worn out now, and uh, you probably are too. Thank you so much to tuning in, and it's good to see you again, and good to be with you, and um, come to Satsang. Damn, come to Satsang. What is wrong with people? Come to Satsangs from two to four online every Sunday, New York time. It's 25 bucks to come and spend two hours with the most remarkable group of people you've ever been with. Nothing to do with me. See ya. I love you.